Hey listener, this is Ralph from Beer, Blood, and the Bayou, reminding you that if you love our podcast, please rate and subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Classmates.com, or wherever you consume our show. We also want to remind you that if you have any questions, comments, or would like to unload on our latest podcast, please call us at 405-806-0476 or write us at listener at beerbloodbayou.com. Thanks. Beer, Blood, and the Bayou contains adult language, graphic descriptions of delicious hop treats, and real crimes perpetrated in and around the greater Houston metropolitan area. Viewer discretion is advised. Bitches. So what do you think? Well, uh, you know, I, of course I've listened to it before, but uh, hearing it, you know, in the in in my cans, <laughs> industry term for my headphones, yeah, uh, I would say that there are all kinds of flaws. Why do you say that? Well, um, yeah, I, first of all, you say viewing uh, viewer discretion is advised. I know it's a, a podcast, it's, and it's a joke. Dude. I realize it's a joke, but maybe we can update it. But you don't think it's funny? It's a little long. I find it very long. Real quick. So what we did is. Uh, we did like a live lead in, you know, like professionals. We uh, we listened to the uh, to the intro through our cans, the preambles, what I like to call it. You know, gets fired up. Yeah, yeah. gets all fired up, all pumped, and I, I look over at Brower and he's just laughing. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I realize uh, I know what I'm thinking when I hear it. I can just imagine what everyone else. Okay, so or our one listener's thinking. Okay, so give me some more feelings. What else are you? Uh, again, I don't like. I don't like you saying bitches in it. That bothers me. Yeah. So it's, it's triggering, if I'm being honest. <laughs> so um, I I don't really like that part. Um, you know, and uh, the, the music is, you know, it's fine. It's okay. Uh, it, but I, I you could probably chop off about 15 seconds of it. It's mm. very long. Yeah. So one of the things about that entire intro is it's all... You wrote it when I, you woke up from a fever dream. I did, and then the yeah. whole the entire the entire thing. It's uh, it's part of my creation, you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't mean to uh, poop on your art or anything. It's okay. I, it's okay. But, I mean, I am one to support the arts. Yeah. And uh, no, I just you know the the whole preamble thing about you know beer, blood, and the butt. You know that whole part. Yeah, I kind of like that. That's a. It's like a throwback to like uh, unsolved mysteries. You know. Yeah. No, you know, no. Robert. I mean, it wasn't a, Robert Stack. No, oh, actually, was Robert Stack used to say. Uh, I can't remember what. You know, I bet you. Was, I bet you unsolved mysteries would yeah. do well as a podcast. Oh yeah, dude. Listening to it and not just. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't really want to get like spooked out. Yeah. Although I, I, I gotta tell you, man, driving around listening like true crime podcasts is yeah. great when you when you're in, in between doing other things. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. Doing mund- mundane things in life, and you you know you're like, uh, and you're listening to someone talk about you know. Uh, like, ripping someone's head off and then you turn it down and uh yes i'll have a uh, vanilla latte please thank you <laughs> you know i, I, yeah, I pretty, always i always turn it down i always right try turn it down and drive through he's like i don't even turn it down i turn it fucking all the way off because yeah. i'm just you know i'm embarrassed a little bit well i'm not that I, actually i used to be more embarrassed by uh howard stern because if i stopped and like uh, if i was getting gas or something i was listening to it i wouldn't want to miss any of it so i'd leave my uh, car door open while i was uh pumping gas and listening and then God knows what you know what would happen on his show. Yeah, back in the day, they're having like uh, dick sucking contests. That's right. Before uh, you know, before Howard got on AGT, uh, he was great. But at, you know, after that, he was absolutely unlistenable. So I, I, can't, I can't stand him. So I and heard- that's sad. That's I almost feel like I'm uh, turning my back on a friend who was there for me when he and when you, you needed know when him. I needed him <laughs> d- desperately. So I heard though that later in his life he had some regret. Was that right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He circled back and talked about all the horrible things he's done and said about you know homosexuals and you know every other person that you know. That, I, I wouldn't say he made fun of him, but he was very loosey goosey with some of the uh, yeah. terminology. Huh. So it's kind of like uh, it's it's almost like Prince and, and not afraid of the N word back in the day. <laughs> well, I mean, like 
You mean before like 2010? Really? Yeah. Really? I mean, he didn't say it often, like as in, like uh, you know, just said it casually. But he would say it as if he was talking about the usage of the word, you know. And uh, I, I'm sure there's plenty of, uh, you know, I, I'd like to see a uh, a master cut of every famous actor <laughs> saying the N word. Yeah, you really don't. I mean, the last time I I heard it being said consistently, well, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, well, um, you know, and, uh, and, well, uh, Dang, Dang, Django Unchained. Yeah. Then before that, I mean, I guess Twelve Years a Slave. I mean, I guess slave movies, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, that's movies uh, about the Deep South. Yeah, I, I, that's got to be. You're not going to be able to say that anymore, and they're not going to be able to make those movies anymore. Yeah, but it's. I mean, it's period accurate. I mean, you kind of have to because. Well, yeah, but it conveys the, like the, the guys that are, the, the 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 people that are saying it the. the they're not going to like it. They're not going to want to be able to look. They're not going to look at the uh, you know African American actors in the face and then feel comfortable saying. It. Yeah. At some point, it's going to be self imposed. Yeah, it's not going to be standards, uh, you know, codes and standards, or whatever. Yeah, but you're playing. I mean, you're you're playing a character, and part of that character is, is you know the heart's filled with hate. Whoa, 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 buddy! Right? Uh, no one cares about art, man. This is about uh, m- you know being correct for everybody, right or wrong. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. So, so, but yeah, anyway, yeah, this is beer, blood, and bayou. That's right. We are a Jaimesless um, podcast today. No James today. Jaimes has uh, he's in parts unknown, and yeah, uh, hopefully uh, he's not with Bourdain. He didn't really have a good answer about why he didn't want to show up tonight. What yeah. what was what did the text say? Do you remember? He can't do it. Leave him alone. See you guys next time. Yeah, yeah. See you at the pole. Yeah. So. See you at the flagpole. So, but anyway, what was uh, that? That was uh, what was that called in high school? That was they, see you at the pole, man. That's where yeah, everyone went out to the pole and prayed. You pray before, <clears throat> yeah. God, we had this guy, and he was so energetic about it. And I always thought it was like just you know, it's a ruse. Like he just you know, just faking his way through. And, you know, he was very very popular because of it. He was known as like the God guy, you know. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I, <laughs> speaking so, of so well, hold on, hold on, real quick. So I I looked him up on Facebook. Just I want to see what he's up to, right? You know, I was I was expecting like I don't know some gambler, swindler, or whatever. No, nah, he's a he's a preacher. Well, you know, he found his calling early. He Good did for him. Yep. Uh, it, I, I do find I do like the opposite of the uh, of the horrible human beings that you knew in high school that are now like you know uh, very solid family men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, didn't you kill a guy with a tire iron? <laughs> you know, like oh, this is you and your twins. I know. You know I, like, I know hey. a few of those guys. One sitting right across from me. I mean, you never killed anybody, but. You've had your fair share of inflicting human misery on the people. Oh, I wasn't that bad. But mm. you know what? Hey, I only uh, only reflected what was uh, cast upon me. And I absorbed and kept most of it, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. So I only reflected okay, a little so bit out. But I'll tell you what. I wasn't trying to, listen, I wasn't trying to get into that at all. No, Whatever no, that I, is. I know, uh, I know that, uh, uh, I mean, like, I know what you're, you're saying I was a bully. You think mm, I was a bully? He's still gonna <laughs> Yeah. Every now and then it comes out. Yeah, well, you know Yeah. I you're, know. you're you're listen, you're a you're a very nice person now. You're a loving father. That's right. You're you're a good guy. I mean I can't I can't say anything bad yeah, about I'm you. Yeah, I'm like a I'm like a hooker with a heart of gold. You are, man. <laughs> you're 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 a good guy. Now No 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 no. A few years ago, meh. Few? No, I mean like in college, you yeah, know. Okay, like, like eighteen years yeah, ago. You're kind of, Seventeen years. Yeah, you made my life a living hell. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. A little bit. A little bit. That's okay. We don't need to get into well, that. Well, here we are doing a podcast did we told, did we do a? Did we do an intro with Brower to the left, Ralph to the right? Oh, hey, everybody. This is uh, Ralph here. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. Yeah. How was your uh, last weekend here? What did you guys do? It was great. I uh, had a company Christmas party. Yeah. I only got mostly drunk, and, yeah. but, I, but I played it really cool. Did you I, say anything you regretted? No, not this time. Oh, that's good. That's, that's right. That's always a really good thing. That's right. But someone did come, uh, they used this opportunity to introduce us to their, uh, an employee of ours, introduce us to their partner, and let us know that they are no longer, they no longer want to be identified with a specific gender. Oh, really? Yeah, they like to be referred to as uh, as they. Okay. So we can no longer say her or him. How'd that go over? I said, I don't care. I don't mm-hmm. care. Whatever. No, I mean, not, not with you, but just no, like said, in general. I, like the no, no, no. Oh, it went, it went over well. It was like, cool. She didn't make it a big announcement. We just made it. Was she, a you mean they? 
I'm sorry, you're right. You already caught me. Yep, there you go. They did not make a big announcement. Mm. It was uh, kind of uh, in just private conversation, and as uh, yeah. we met their partner. Yeah. So, but uh, you know, hey, I'm uh, super super progressive. Yeah, no, no, I I'm totally cool with all that. I mean, I want, dude. All I want is people to be fucking happy. You know. Oh, I bet I had a heart attack though, because one of my uh, one of my employees on the way out on the way out to the. Uh, to the uh, Christmas party, got into a car accident. Oh, no. And she called me, and I was like, cracking beer number six. I was like, <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, man. Well, that, is a, that is a tough spot you were yeah, in. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, is the tow truck there? You I, can ride. I got I to go. And I then I was, like, I was like, I guess you want to ride home? I mean, Uber? you know? <laughs> and she was like, no, nah, I, I still want to come to the party. And she rear-ended somebody. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Thank God another, uh, another uh, person that works for me was uh, sitting beside me. And she overheard. She's like, she's, I'll go get her. And I was like. Oh my god! Hopped in, hopped in action. Oh god, it was a Christmas miracle. <laughs> but uh, yeah, because I thought I was gonna have to like. Go, I mean, I don't really drink around my my employees ever. Yeah, you know, this is like once or twice a year, and uh, it would have been very not great. Yeah, so it worked out. So uh, you know, yay me. That's a that's a good story. I like that story. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So how was your work Christmas party? It was pretty good. You know, we had a we had a good uh, good little party. Uh, people showed up, had a couple beers, shared some highlights of uh, how the year went. You know, the long year, lots of work, lots, lots of hard work, and you know, it always pays off. I think you know when the your employer they uh, you know they set up a little celebration for you to. Oh, do you work for that company that that guy peeled off like ten million? That's for? right. That's exactly who I work for. <laughs> what are you talking about? There was a guy. I, oh, you a property management company? Uh, he peeled off like uh, ten million and distributed it to his employees. And uh, your the amount of money you got was based on your tenure. Some people got as much as like two hundred fifty grand. Oh, okay. Imagine getting that for Christmas. Life changing money. Everybody oh, I thought got this was like money. I thought this was like um like he did this illegally, but this was no, legit. no, no. This was legit. Yeah, ten million. Oh. Uh, yeah, I can't remember the name of the property manager. But yeah, anyway, that, that never ha- that never happens. So yeah, our Christmas party was great. Wait, so. wait, hold on. Was it was it the Freddie Finger guy? Was it that guy? No, not a not out of Houston. This is oh, nationwide. Okay. I guess I know everybody does not like that guy. No, that guy is a. Uh, He's like a horrible person. Yeah, and you know what? He he looks like an evil fucking character in a like a shitty eighties movie. Really, old man, kind of rickety, and yeah. just like mean as fuck. Yeah. So yeah. the Christmas party was good. Um, Sunday we did family pictures, which I think turned out great. We walk Wait, out. Where did you go take the family pictures? And it did, was uh, did, did it, Michelle take. Or, no, go ahead. What now? No, did no, your ex-wife okay. take your family <laughs> pictures? Uh, no, she did not. No, um, but uh, we did uh, you find some train tracks or an old barn or something, <laughs> or like an old tractor or some other well, stupid I, fucking I'll, thing. People have to stand in front I'll, of. I'll give you. I'll give you a better one. We went out to the Kickerillo Nature Preserve. Oh, it's right by our house. Yeah, exactly, man. So yeah. went out there, and uh, we get out there, and the photographer they had a red velvet couch just seemingly in the middle of the forest you know <laughs> yeah I, I saw someone uh, it just looks so natural i saw someone uh, that some a friend of ours that uh, had a picture of his kids on facebook and they were have all these funny poses with santa claus and you know in this really cool backdrop that like this does not exist in real life and yeah. santa claus doesn't exist either right yeah and uh he, he posts on there his tags is his uh hashtag memories not materials i was like first of all these are all fabricated memories that you're getting pictures of and they did cost money yeah and they cost a lot of money to do that so uh you're a fucking idiot huh yeah so then uh we uh, did the pictures kid the two-year-old he was fucking amazing he was such a good kid i mean kept smiling we asked him to smile it was unbelievable then we go by bearded fox had a couple beers i really like that place it's Yes, thank you. And when uh, I can get out there, man, it's it's a cool place to hang out at. Yeah, uh, the one day that uh, I would normally have been up there, uh, I was playing whack a mole with my family. That's Between right. Kids acting up, the baby crying, and the dogs going nuts. It was just one problem after another. So yeah, it was uh, not a day for old Brower to be yeah. at the brewery. Although yeah. I had planned on going. Yeah. So. Uh, Speaking of uh, brewery and beers, but oh, speaking of that, so but I did go by there today and pick up a crowler of Brother Renard. Yeah, I did have a test of this the other day when I first uh, tapped this, and it was I was really good. I wasn't ready to drink it because it's a pretty stiff, uh, pretty stiff little number here. It's a yeah. uh, ten point 
8 ABV with 35 IBUs. Ooh. Uh, so this isn't... Brower a, doing the beer section. That's right. So this isn't this beer ain't no punk. Um, yeah. Pretty much everything at Bearded Fox is, is pretty good. Obviously, my 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 initial go-to was the Aunt Rose, and Fox Paw's really good. Uh, but like I said, uh, their Zero Fox is... Uh, or their, yeah, Zero Fox. Or Fox Zero. Zero Fox. Their cream ale was the shit, and mm. uh, they have not... Uh, uh, made any more of that but uh let's give his brother an art a test yeah it's so i had this actually the other <clears throat> I day i do believe wait i yeah. do believe that we i drunkenly tested this at our uh live show there last year mm-hmm. so now it's time to give it the uh the sober try yeah i think what you say was and eh, we'll talk about it in a second but Hang so on, I, I i did have this beer uh when i was there this is my this is my favorite beer by them by the way oh, um the uh, a, belgian triple triple or triple. You can say it either way. I don't give yeah. a shit what people say. Dude, Brower's got a crowler here of this. And it's um It's stiff stuff. Yeah, it's pretty uh it's pretty pretty stiff. Alright, but old Brower's just gonna uh take a little small glass. Oh yeah. Because Brower's gotta drive. That's right. Well, okay, so let's, so let's look at a, it. Let's take a look at the color. What do we see? Okay, well it's kinda kinda like a like a like a tea, like a like a a tea out of um, out of a fountain machine sort of color, you know what I mean? Not as dark, maybe a little bit lighter than that, but yeah, pretty close. Yeah, and hmm. so yeah, you can't see through. It's definitely cloudy. Yeah, um, yeah, but that's you know that is not unusual for a Belgian type beer. All right, let's take a, let's take a little sniff. Hmm, get some coriander notes there. Get some <laughs> some sweet. I know you hate coriander. <clears throat> no you, coriander notes. You get some sweet coriander. Hey, real quick before no, we it's move. pretty good. Hey, um, did you know coriander and God, what is it? Coriander and something—they're the same thing, like some common vegetable. Oh yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, I guess it doesn't matter. Well, okay, so yeah, let's give ahead. this yep. a try. I'm yeah, so let's uh, watering. All right, cool. So let's do a quick cheers. <sighs> Sweet. Very light, very well balanced. Yeah, you know that candy sugar is. Fucking you said the, you said the right word there. The light feeling, you know, yeah. it, it's a beer that's flavorful, but it's not heavy. Yeah, and, and you know, this has got a lot of good flavors in it, but it, it doesn't. It's not going to sit on you, and that's yeah. what I don't like. It's good, man. I've I've always liked this beer. Been a really big fan. I think last time though, the one we had it was darker. Maybe their first batch. Or oh, I perhaps could be, I could be wrong, but um. I was uh, I I drank a few of these the other night. You really can't drink a few of these. No, I mean you can really only drink one. Yeah, but that's the problem is that it just kind of you're sitting around, you're talking to your friends, and next thing you know, you yeah, had you, you, you've had a little too much. Oh, at the, at, by the way, at the Christmas party, I remember telling the uh, <laughs> you know, we have an, a range of uh, age and employees. Uh, we have employees you know as young as like nineteen, twenty years old. And I was telling some like twenty year old girl she uh, that works for me, and she saw me drinking a beer. She's like, "I didn't even know you drank." And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, well, yeah, no, I drink a little, you know, I don't drink a lot, but you know." Uh, I started telling and the Easter Bunny jerks off. Did yeah, you know that? I don't know. And, and so somehow she started. Uh, she, I think she was like a history major or something or whatever. And I, yeah, I started telling her, "It's like, well, uh, you know, like civilization is uh, based, uh, you know, it's it, it, early fundamentals. Why it formed was for beer." Yeah. And she looked at me like I was crazy. Really? And then I gave her the, uh, yeah, no. I mean, you know, early hunter-gatherers were out picking up edible grasses like hops and barley and putting in some sort of receptacle. And then- uh, The Egyptians, was, dude, that was a currency that they what? fed their people to build. Yeah, yeah, beer. Yeah. But, no, this is go before that. Okay. Right? So, you got the hunter-gatherers are out there. They're collecting uh, hops and barley in, in some sort of a, maybe a- uh, like a turtle shell or some shit or yeah. some, kind of, some kind of pot or something and uh it rains right in their in their pot it gets water in it within the water dries and then those seeds ferment and they begin to do the things that it yeah, takes. well no it, it it collects actual natural geese from the air that's right 
Yeah. So, and then more rain comes, mm-hmm. and then now they have this really interesting fizzy liquid, mm-hmm. and the old hunter-gatherers give it a sip, and they say, holy shit, this tastes like shit, but oh my God, it makes me feel great. I am so fucked up. Yeah. So, guess what? They say, how can we replicate this? I'm going to go kill that. Not to mention, buffalo. they realize that all the seed that they were not utilizing, and they were throwing away because they would just drink the liquid- we're starting to grow grass in a specific spot. Mm. So they started cultivating crops. So some people, I would be one of those people that the discovery of the beer making process was what sparked uh, col- uh, yeah, crop cultivation cultivation and civilization. Yep. So, and I told her, I told this girl this, this little 20 year old girl this, and she, her mind was either blown or she's looking for a new job. I'm not no, really no, no, sure. no. She said, okay, boomer. Mm-mm. Yeah, she gave me one of those. First of all, I'm not a fucking boomer, you I, fucking weirdo. I know, but I'm just saying that's like the new thing now. Okay, no, boomer. it's not the new thing. Okay, boomer. By, by the way, to be fair, I really connect with the younger group, the younger mm. people. <laughs> you look hip. Yeah, I know. I am. You know why I'm hip? Because I, I, I have frank conversations with these fucking idiots. Last week, though, you did say that you go hiking, so... I've been hiking. Yes, I like hiking yeah. in, a, in, a, in a place where the weather's great and the scenery looks good. Yeah. You don't hike in Houston, and it's like you're just sweating from one spot to the next. Yeah. I I like that. I, I did, no, hold on. When I was in Alaska, and uh, people from the office were like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to go go crap brewery and maybe go you know, fish or whatever. Hey, we're going hiking. You want to go hiking with us? And you say, wait, I, I, no, I, uh, I'm not going to go walk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just could not. I, I'm a fat ass, and I that's okay, but there's nothing in me that wants me to climb a mountain. There's just nothing there. Well, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't know what it is. I just, I have no desire. Now, I like nature. I like the outdoors, but I just don't have it in me to go on a, f- like these people, they go on four-hour hikes. Four-hour hikes, And man. don't forget, don't forget, like, uh. You know, there's not a lot of gear you need to go hiking, but if you asked me, if you told me, hey, we're going to go hiking, and I was like, okay, let me go get some hiking gear, yeah. I'd probably come out looking like a fucking yodeler, you know, <laughs> like, you know with my fucking boots and shorts, <laughs> a hat with a feather in it, you know. Your prospecting pan. Yeah. Yeah, that's about yeah, it. Exactly. I'm, I'm in there drilling holes in my toothbrush to ease up on weight, but yeah. uh, no, I, I, uh, you know, I like to get a good hike in, I mean- I'm not going to go scale K2 anytime soon, but, yeah. uh, you know, it's a it's a good hike. But the weather, it's got to be it's very, very weather dependent. And the, the incline has to be less than five to six degrees. Oh, no, I only hike on declines. Sorry. <laughs> so I get somebody to take me to the top of the mountain. I take start, a gondola to the top yeah, of the mountain. So that way, if I want to sit down, I can just kind of shift, scoot down on my butt, you know? <laughs> God, that's a, the reverse hiking, I guess. I don't know. Mm. Right. It's not reverse hiking. You can just hike. You can hike uphill. You can hike downhill. If you're hiking again with gravity, is it really hiking? No, you're just you're trying not to fall. Well, that's which actually, wa- that's walking. That's walking, right? I mean, just we're fucking. leaning forward and continuing. Not what to constitutes fall. the difference between walking and hiking? Ah, oh, well, everybody, that's beer, blood, and the body, <laughs> and walking. <laughs> okay. All yeah, right. we can say anything we want about James because he doesn't listen to episodes he's not on. Does he not? He says he doesn't, but he maybe he does. God, how could we? How do we test that? Uh, James, um, I have a secret to tell you. And here's the uh, here's the secret. It was me. I stole that thing. Which thing? He knows his Alienware computer. No, he knows. Okay, I stole it. I didn't mean to. I was on drugs. <laughs> I had to do it. It's chasing the dragon. Mm. Okay. Call me James. Yeah, call him. Actually, hold on. Here we. So, James, if you're listening to this, text both of us in our group text some sort of code. Just, yeah, some sort of code. Wait, we're not broadcasting live. No, I know, but he'll hear. If he, what I'm saying is, if he goes through and he actually listens to it and hears it, um, okay, yeah, just text us um, a snake emoji. Yeah, no, I didn't steal anything. Yeah, but uh, anyway. But seriously, yeah, if if, you, if you're listening, James. Texas a snake emoji. Oh, hey, I did go to Thistle Draft Stop uh, this weekend. How was that? I mean, I like that place a lot, and it feels very kind of out of place where it is, but it's cool. Although, um, they do this thing now. Like, I, I, I walked in. I was a little 
uh, as I say, I was a little, I was flying I was flying high when I walked in there. No way. And uh, and uh, I, I go stand at the bar like any other person in the world, and I'm standing there for like I don't know five minutes, and this bartender extraordinaire is like flying by me back and forth a hundred times, and then finally I kind of make eye contact with him. He's like, "Uh, dude, can you go down here and order down here?" And like like five spots away from me. You know, I had to go shift down an order from a specific spot. Okay, fine. The guy could have taken my fucking order and said, hey, what are you drinking? Next time, could you go order down here? I'll, I'll, I'll bring it to you down there or some shit. And then, of course, I asked for uh, I get down there and some other weirdo-looking girl is working there. And I asked, I asked for a glass of water and she gives me the, uh, turn around. You know, I turn around, there's a little water station. I was like. Oh God! Sorry. So I mean, this is a restaurant too. Hey, by the did way. you? Uh, so did you make your discomfort known? Yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing I like about you is that holy you're not, shit, I got something else to tell. I know, but listen, today. but you're not you're not passive aggressive. You're just aggressive. Speaking of aggressive, you're a dick to people <laughs> to their face. So I had a busy day running around. I had to kind of shuck out a little early to go buy bearded fox and pick up this uh, crowler to be able to make it down here in time. And uh, I was eating on the fly. I don't really like to eat and drive, but since I'm, uh, I'm uh, right now my job has me split between a couple different spots, I sometimes I'm forced to. So uh, I went to McDonald's, which I hate going to, but I, thought, I, did. I like McDonald's every now and then. Yeah, I, I guess it's been a little bit since I've been there. Um, and <laughs> you know how McDonald's now has <laughs> t- two ordering lanes and they converge into one. It's a good idea. Well, uh, I was clearly waiting for my spot to come up, and some dude. Comes sliding out in front of me from the uh, the outside lane and cuts in front of me, and I fucking honked at him. And I was like, I was like, get the fuck out of the way! I made this dude back up so I can pull it in front of him. I was like, I was in front of you, dude. He's like, bro, it's okay. I was like, just fucking move, bro. Then I rolled my window up and didn't look at him and just gave him the hand like move on uh, the hand swipe. So I got to a very phys- I got into a very aggressive confrontation at a McDonald's. You're gonna get shot one day, especially in this town. I know, man. It's know. just a matter of time. Hey, no, hey, I, I I'm gonna die in a road rage incident. Someone's gonna shoot. Oh me. yeah. I, I it's not gonna be me. I mean, I'm not gonna kill anybody, but I'm gonna like do something, and someone's gonna do something back. You know, that happens to me. I'm the kind of guy who, if you cut me off, guess what? I'm gonna lay on my horn for about a mile, <laughs> and you're gonna fucking hear it. I, you know, I drive a lot too. That's what sucks. I mean, like there, are, there are some days where I have at least two to three car confrontations where I'm like, "Fuck you" and "Fuck you back," you know. I think but, you're just in a bad mood. No, I'm not. I'm usually it just in the podcast like laughing. And it's, it sounds like you're driving pretty aggressively because I don't know that never. What you're talking about that never happens to me ever. Dude, if I told you how many miles I, I drove, like two hundred and twenty miles today. No, I'm not. I'm not saying you don't. And, and, and a lot of it's over the same roads I drive every day. Dude, I drive from like Energy Corridor to Humble. Give me like, a twice a week break. No, this I'm saying that's, drive that's a lot day. of fucking miles. No, I know you drive that far every day. Almost, I drive. Yeah, I probably drive a hundred miles a day. Huh. Some days where I have to do a little bit extra, I drive a little bit more. Hmm. But anyway, anyway, okay. We're gonna go ahead and cut it, cut it off right here. You got the what do you got for us? You got a murder? I got a very no. It's actually listen. It's we got to get really serious because it is um, something that's happening around town, and uh, it's not good. No, it's not good. So we got it's not. We're gonna go ahead and dive into it. Um, So yeah, okay. We will be right back. Right back after this. Call me James. And we're back. Hey, everybody. Okay. Um, so yeah, like I said earlier, what I'm gonna what I'm gonna talk about tonight it is something that is uh, it's been on the minds of a lot of people here in Houston. Not really so much Houston, but the Houston area. I and, think it's kind of nationwide. Yeah, yeah, it is, and it's something that uh, it's something that happens actually. What do you? What was that? I didn't hear anything. What'd you do? Nothing. 
I can't hear anything. Just get off the phone. Like, where I'm like, you know. I wasn't on the phone. Okay. All right. Anyhow, uh, it, it's a, it, this is something that, that is happening nationwide. And it's something that's been making the rounds on the news lately, especially in the Bayou City. Okay. Um, there's been a lot of incidents of human trafficking in and around the city. I have a story for the Bayou section about human trafficker. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. Um, but as of recently, you may or may not know about this, uh, and I'm going to get into this specific example. No. Um, uh, women in suburbia, uh, children in suburbia are being accosted and taken um, what? From, no, no, from uh, retail shopping malls and shopping lots and parking lots and that sort of thing. Like Five Below? Yeah. Um, you ever been to a Five Below? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I didn't know I'd never been, but you you brought me something from a Five Below. A Five Below's got great stuff. Yeah. Okay, but enough of that. Listen, this is serious. Okay. So, um, I'm sure as a lot of listeners will know... Uh, there's been a lot of these incidents that have been making the rounds on Facebook, specifically from people who've had firsthand accounts of the site, this sort of thing. So I picked up one um, actually a few days ago that talks about an incident that happened uh, near Town Lake. Dun, dun, dun. Which is a community that we've covered extensively on, right. on this program. RIP, Jordan. All right. So, um,. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to, I'm not going to name the name of the person who, um, who wrote this, whose Facebook page, but it was shared, it was shared 20, that's 20,000 shares. Ooh, that's uh, viral. 2,000 comments. Um, like I said, it's something serious that's happening here in our town. All right. Warning for all Town Lake residents. I was shopping at the HEB off of Tuckerton when I noticed two Hispanic males following me and my four-year-old daughter from aisle to aisle. Both men were wearing dirty, stained clothing, began smiling and laughing every time I made eye contact with them. I immediately tried to get away, but they were extremely fast, almost predicting my movements. After three to four of these interactions, I quickly made my way to the front of the store. Right before I was about to reach the checkout lane, another Hispanic male stopped me in my tracks. I came face to face with this man, and his wicked smile protruded from the smell of his mouth, which reeked of alcohol and dirty cigarettes. Quote, hey, mommy, you want to get crazy? End quote. Then he started to reach for my arm, and I screamed louder than I've ever screamed in my entire life. His smile turned to disbelief, and the man made a beeline for the exit. Running quickly behind him were the two other men who approached me earlier in the store. As the store manager noticed the men running, he immediately took off after them, along with three other male shoppers, into the parking lot. As they raced into the parking lot, the three men jumped into a white panel van and sped off out of the parking lot. I had never been so scared in all my life. After making a statement to the police, it turns out multiple sightings of the same men have been reported all around the city. Kingwood, Sugarland, various shopping centers amongst the various suburbs. All right, Brower, wow. let's 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 digest this real quick. Wow. What are your thoughts? So human traffickers. Yeah. You know, I've always been under the impression now, of course, there's a lot of kidnappings. I realize that the, you know some of it goes under unreported or underreported, um, but I've always been under the impression that a lot of people, children, girls uh, that are trafficked um, are runaways, right? And, um, yeah, who think they are going to a better life, and you know some loser on the internet convinces them to meet them somewhere, and then yeah. they never see him again. I yeah I've, I told you I told you a story about uh, one time I was on Barker Cypress yeah and I pulled over to get gas and I and I'm in this gas station right in front of a neighborhood and I see an eighteen wheeler pull up on Barker Cypress to stop and put his flashers on and then some girl comes running out of the neighborhood and gets in this eighteen wheeler and I was like oh oh my god, god really yeah I was like this is uh oh, this, this 
no good could come from that. Yeah. But, uh, no, um, I, my wife, um, and she was a uh, baby snatcher for the state of Louisiana. Uh, so CPS. Yeah. She, she would tell me stories about children that she had known that were been trafficked around. And a lot of them thought they were like dating some dude. And then yeah. the next thing you know, they're getting turned out, you know, and, um, they became, you know, became trafficked people. And right. And, and, you know, Houston, given its geographical location is a hub for human traffickers right. between I-10, the port, and its relative access to Mexico yeah. and everywhere else. So. Absolutely right. So that's, um, a, that's unfortunate. And she right. would, you know, and, and my wife used to keep tabs on, on, a, on, a, on one of the cases that she had, one of her clients. Um, you know, uh, you know, tabs that were coming both ways. Like uh, they, they would check in with one another, and uh, you know, one girl she had just, um, just uh, she's up and vanished now. So yes, she was thirteen when she found her originally, mm-hmm. and then uh, became her caseworker until she was fifteen, and then you know she got it set up in some um, you know secondary home after that. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of these poor kids don't have anywhere else to go. You know. Yeah, it's sad. I mean, Very so sad. what you're talking about is traditional human trafficking. What I'm talking about is this explosion, which has been reported all over, of human traffickers now sinking their claws into suburban mothers who just got done from yoga practice. They just got done picking up their kids from soccer practice. On their way to Chick-fil-A. On their way to Chick-fil-A, all that sort of thing. They are being attacked. They are being accosted by men in vans, being kidnapped, and being forced into sex slavery. Oh, that is awful. I mean, just like that. You know that Liam Neeson movie? You ever seen that? Taken. Yeah, just like that. I have a certain set of skills. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but, um, okay, so... We read that account. It turns out there's a there's a million accounts just like that. That's right. I've especially, seen them all over the place. Yeah, especially in our city. And I'm here to tell you that the account that I just read. Yeah. Does that happen to you? It's a. It's Are you a, one of the suburban mothers? I fucking completely made it up. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's not fucking real. Fucking liar. No, I know it's not real. Okay. I'm just trying to highlight something here. So, I was doing some research over the last few weeks. I'm around uh, human trafficking, and uh, there's a huge urban myth out there that soccer moms, yoga instructors, people who go to Trader Joe's every day are being targeted and being sold into sex slavery. That is not the case, okay? As you probably know, right? (laughs) Yes. Right? That's right. Okay, so that account was completely false. It was actually an amalgam of multiple reports that you basically semi copy and pasted from all the other. I did a little bit. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, but 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 uh, so you know most of the individuals that are being trafficked, they they weren't abducted, they weren't kidnapped in a parking lot somewhere. The majority of the women uh, who are trafficked came as a result of a long indoctrination process, and uh, they've had some vulnerability that was exploited by traffickers or people working yeah. for traffickers. Okay, so in addition, most traffic persons in Texas, whether domestic or international, come from a lower uh, socioeconomical background. Socioeconomic background, not socioeconomic. <laughs> All right, so um, some internationally trafficked persons are lured by false promises of education and a better life in the United States. In other situations, what begins as a smuggling arrangement can turn into a case of human trafficking. So in these schemes, smuggled persons are forced into coercive labor agreements upon arrival in order to pay off smuggling debts and additional unforeseen, quote-unquote, smuggling costs incurred during the transportation that are often added to the total. Many of these exploitive labor agreements deduct money for food and for shelter, and smuggled persons are usually kept in the dark as to how much they actually owe the smuggler. Wow. So this has become increasingly more common uh, as increased border security has pushed up the cost of smuggling into the U.S. International trafficking victims are controlled um, with threats of deportation, confiscation uh, confiscation of identification and travel documents, and even threats of physical harm to other family members back home. It's so crazy that there's such a huge network of pieces of shit people who do this. Right. You know, I, I mean... It's one thing if you're, uh, you know, 
helping someone get across to get to a better life. It's another thing when you're exploiting them and you're ruining their lives and you're giving them, uh, I mean, taking their shit away from them and like charging an exorbitant amount of money. Yeah. This is, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And so, uh, so like we said, this stuff is happening to people who are coming here and nationally they're looking for a better life and they're getting fucked. Okay. And they're being forced into this life of servitude and they have no way of getting out. They're in a country, they don't speak the native language, they're not a citizen, they're here illegally, they have no rights. So that's the first half. The second half, typically, um, with people on the domestic sense who are human trafficked, um, they usually get into a relationship with somebody who's on the wrong side of the tracks. Somebody who has criminal intent from the very, very beginning and slowly manipulates this person from day one into, again, a life of sexual abuse, servitude, prostitution. Okay. And that does happen. That happens a lot, you know? Oh, for sure. But again... The point of this whole segment, and, you know, apologies for the big ruse up front, but sorry, ladies of suburbia, you're not being targeted. It's just not happening. Okay. Now, that doesn't go to, you know, I'm not trying to say that people or women don't get abducted, you know, raped, tortured, whatever you call it. I mean, that does happen. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, that's something that, that's never going to end, but... There are not gangs of sex traffickers roaming the streets, roaming the retail centers of Houston, Texas, <laughs> yeah, looking for looking for somebody to enslave. That is not happening. Yeah, feel free to go to Whole Foods. Right. Okay. So, so when we talk about Houston. According to the U.S. Department of Justice, Houston is one of the largest hubs for human trafficking in the nation, and the largest hub in Texas. Houston has over two hundred active brothels. With two new openings each month. Okay, so the main factors that contribute to high levels of trafficking um, in Houston can be divided to transportation, demographic, and labor factors. The I-10 corridor that links El Paso and Houston and thus allows easy transportation of many of the trafficking victims entering from Latin America. This has made it one of the biggest human trafficking routes in the United States. Additionally, Houston is a popular entryway for internationally trafficked persons due to um, it's two large international airports in the port of Houston, which is the largest international port in the United States and the 13th busiest in the world. So the demographic comp- uh, composition of Houston with large Hispanic, black, and Asian uh, populations makes it easy for trafficking victims to blend into the local population. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I mean, that's why Bourdain came here, right? Remember? Parts he was trafficked? The- no. Because of the diverse culture, man. Okay. All right. So furthermore, Houston's thriving economy has created huge market for laborers in industries like textiles, agriculture, restaurants, construction, and domestic work. Um, This vast diversity of industries has made it difficult for law enforcement to effectively um, concentrate on ending human trafficking in any other any one labor sector. Yeah. Well, they have communities that are completely shut out from everybody. I mean. I have guys that work that have worked for me for six or eight, ten years, yeah. and don't speak a lick of English. The other and, thing, the and other you've thing. been here for a decade, you know. Yeah. And that, uh, not to say that doesn't does not, not to say anything negative about them, but that is just they can exist in this city and in their in their subset of whatever their community is uh, without having to bother to learn the language. Yeah, you just you don't have to. So the um the other the last point I'm going to leave everybody with is the high frequency of large sporting events, conventions, and other festivals in the city bring visitors from around the nation, um, stimulating the growth of Houston's sex industry and making Houston a prime location for trafficking. Wow. So, yep. So, so uh, diversity is our strength when it comes to sex trafficking. And it, well, <laughs> I mean, strength. I mean, yeah, I, I guess so. Um, try not to laugh. You're laughing. <laughs> I'm laughing at myself. I guess so. Yeah, but Thank yeah, you it's, really it's a, you know it's a really yeah. it's, it's a really sad situation, and um, yeah. So don't worry. Keep going, H E B. You guys are okay. That's right. Keep going to Coles. You just keep getting those coupons in the mail, and you just keep using them. No one uses coupons. Dude, those Bed Bath and Beyond coupons. Everybody uses those. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. Anyhow, well, I did use an Old Navy coupon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that is pretty 
pretty awful. Uh, but so I have another. We have to talk about this awful thing that's happening right now. So it, we would not. We would be hypocrites if, yeah. as much as we, I, I don't like the word exploit, but as much as we use the suffering of strangers um, in our in our, this, our discussions. Yeah. I feel that we would be remiss if we did not mention something that's currently happening to an extended person that we know. So, without getting into too much detail, um, the Beer, Blood, and the Bayou family is currently, uh, we uh, currently have someone that um, that we know that is going through, that is currently in the middle of a, could be a pretty tragic situ- situation. That's right. Um, not related to human trafficking. Not related to human trafficking. But, uh, but related to a very horrible, violent crime. Yeah, so there, there are a lot of details that have not been fully flushed out yet, and um, we won't get into too much discussion, because we're not getting into specifics, but this brings up a... And really, we don't know anything. No, we don't know anything. Everything has been, like, fourth hand. But what we do know is that someone we know uh, has has a wife that has either killed herself or something horrible has happened to her. And the husband is um, nowhere to be found. Are you sure you want to go into all this right now? No, no, I'm, not, I'm just going to touch on it. But this is something that we will go back to eventually when the story gets comes out. But uh, we have to mention it. Yeah, I feel like we do because we would be hypocrites if we didn't. And it, mm-hmm. we, we're just u- using strangers' uh, stories. Yeah, that's true. And uh, you know, and the tragedy here is the children involved. But uh, the um, the husband turned over his uh, phone before he uh, up and vanished. So, but uh, when I say up and vanished, people don't know where he's at. He might actually be with the police. So, there are about four outcomes here, or four likely scenarios. Uh, one, he's with the police working to be exonerated um, for any anything to do with it. Two, he's with the police because he's been arrested because he did it. Three, he's on the run. And because he did it for he freaked out because he doesn't know what to do next and he didn't do it five he also killed himself I, you know I, I don't know I mean it's a very very tragic very fluid story right now but uh, it's someone that we know pretty well maybe we have not uh, been associated with them in quite some time but uh, it's someone that uh, we really uh, hate to hear about yeah that's really sad and you know, as uh, as the situation uh, updates itself, we will uh, we'll provide more more details. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely uh, continue to flush the story out because uh, how can we not follow it? You know, yeah. being true crime people ourselves, right? All right, uh, so I go ahead and wrap this up, and then we're going to go on to the Bayou section. Yeah, well, not much of a murder cast. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, That's pretty powerful stuff, though. Good, uh, it's a. Uh, it's a good point, though, Ralph. It's a good reminder. That's right. I hope my uh, point came through. It didn't, but we tried. advocates at the Houston Area Women's uh, Center that we know do such great work in protecting women and children and families from domestic violence abusers. Uh, You know, I got in a little Twitter exchange with Senator Corner when we were talking about we've got to get the Violence Against Women's Act acted upon. I need to get in a room. I don't want to hear... Okay, so well, welcome back. This is uh, the Brower section. That's Acevedo. It's from uh, Channel 13. It's the blood section, actually. No, it's not. It's the blood section. The bayou section. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so... God, I don't know what I'm talking about. Here we are in the bayou section. So, uh, I, okay, so Acevedo's come out and said a couple of things here. Um, I, I want to say that uh, one thing I am 100% behind, um, and this is in response to that uh, to the officer, Sergeant Chris Brewster, that was, uh, that was uh, just shot in the line of duty the other day. Awful, awful stories going on in Houston. I, we had to lead with this. We had to start with this. Um, so, so the guy that shot uh, Officer Brewster had several uh, uh, charges against him for domestic violence against women, domestic violence uh, against family members, all kinds of crazy stuff. So, 
he should have never been out and free and they were serving a warrant the guy shot him you know shot him through the vest and he got through his vest so <clears throat> i agree with acevedo in this where the, we need to have stiffer uh, laws against uh, men who are violent against women because if you're if you're if you're, <laughs> you're going to beat beat on your wife or beat on your girlfriend or your mother or your sister Chances are you're a fucking piece of shit and you deserve to be in jail. I thought it wasn't battery, though. I thought it was a felony, isn't it? It is, but they, what they do is you give them opportunities to plead down because these guys can't afford lawyers and they're not going to go up against anything, so they plead down to something. Yeah. And they don't get, they don't, what they, they what, don't get the felony. That's right. So oh, they don't, okay. the felonies don't stick. So, but then he also calls out all the senators and talks about the NRA. Yeah. And, and as someone who does not own guns, and I don't really want to get into a gun debate, I think that's, that's a poor, poor timing. You know, it's like, uh, don't try and uh, affect, uh, you know, global changes from the city of Houston. Uh, I mean, I, I, what, what has happened is a tragedy, and it's a continued tragedy. I mean, we have this problem over over again, but the guy that killed Officer Brewster did not purchase a gun legally. He did not buy it through a, you know, gun show loophole. He did not walk into an academy. He had an illegal gun. He had an illegal gun. Yeah. So, uh, but no, th- there's big, big problems here. Uh, Officer Brewster was shot while responding to a domestic disturbance call on Houston's east side Saturday evening. He served HPD for nine years, including patrol divisions and the gang and major offenders divisions. So the guy knew what he was doing, but uh, this guy got the drop on him. Uh, Houston Police Chief Acevedo spoke uh, at a procession urging lawmakers to act upon the Violence Against Women Women Act. I agree. I think that, to me... That's where his energy should be. Uh, but he says two sides. It's right and wrong. It's not just. It's not that complicated. Acevedo demanded, but let's not forget uh, Acevedo. He's uh, he's trying for a political office. The, he, this God, is he, him. He's no, campaigning, no, dude. He definitely is. Yeah, he argues that shootings um, like that of Sergeant Brewster can be avoided if lawmakers make it so that convicted and excuse me, so those convicted and allowed uh, civil redress in domestic violence cases, prosec- pro- prosecutors choose to leave unprosecuted or legally unable to obtain a gun. That's so okay. I'm oh, let me reread on. that. Wait, wait, hold on. I'm confused because... He argues that shootings like that of Sergeant Brewster can be avoided if lawmakers make it so that those convicted and allowed civil redress in domestic violence cases, uh, prosecutors chose to leave unprosecuted or legally unable to attain, obtain a gun. So that means anyone arrested for, convicted of, or accused of uh, domestic violence no longer get a gun. I know, but this guy, like he, he got it through illegal means, right? Yeah, yeah, he got it through illegal means. But yeah, but is, so so a gun law wouldn't change. No, if or how he would get a gun. Yeah, right? no. Uh, so the NRA doesn't like the fact that we want to take firearms out of the hands of boyfriends and uh, that abuse their girlfriends. Acevedo said, and who killed our sergeant? A boyfriend abusing his girlfriend. So you're either here for women and children and our daughters and our sisters or and our aunts. Or you're here for the NRA, which I don't, I don't really think that's a correlation. Uh, Brewster was uh, shot and killed allegedly by Arturo Solis, who has a lengthy criminal history, including charges of assault causing bodily injury. Start caring about cops, children, and women, and everyday gun violence, Acevedo pleaded to lawmakers. His mom, his father, his sisters, his friends, and ultimately the community he laid down his life for will be putting him to rest before Christmas because of the cowardice of the political people we have in office. Uh, I don't agree with yeah, all that. Yeah, dude, he's, uh, I mean, he's confusing the issue. This yeah. guy would, he would get a gun any way that he needed to get a gun. Yeah. No, he's I not going to, he's not going to go into a gun store and fucking buy a gun. He knows people. Yeah, he's got open warrants and he's carrying a gun. He's yeah. there to, he's there to kill. Uh, well, anyway, uh, you know, e- either way, uh, uh, you know, political office or not, or uh, I just wish he would do his job here, you know, focus on the city of. Well, hey, uh, in other news, uh, looks like Turkey Leg Hut might be out of uh, out of hot water. Uh, did you see that the um, that the guy, the people that were uh, trying to sue them or you know trying to force them out, dropped their case? I was the one who sent you that. No, I I I also mined it and found it myself. So, oh, you know, eat shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, that is. Uh, I thought that was pretty crazy. Not a bully. Yeah. No, I'm not a bully. This doesn't make me a bully. So, but anyway, well, uh, as I'm trying to wait for my next article to pull up because I'm having difficulty with... Uh, it's with my that. Wi-Fi. Is it my Wi-Fi? Yeah, your piss poor Wi-Fi. Actually, what's really weird is that the router, we're like staring at the router. It's right there. But yet, I don't know what the fucking deal is, but the worst Wi-Fi reception's in this room. That's weird. Yeah, take it off Wi-Fi. 
Yeah, that's a good point. <clears throat> so what I do, Brower, is I got hand handwritten notes. You not see them right here? So I handwrite everything before all of our podcasts. Yeah, you do. And, I like uh, your notebook. Do a longhand, doing cursive. You know, kids kids don't even use cursive anymore these days. Uh, yeah, they do. No, they don't. But uh, I like uh, I like cursive. I think it's I think it's got a place. I mean, you know, you're trying to sign your driver's license. You want to look fancy, right? No, or checks. I mean, is that the only reason why we really learn cursive is for signatures? I think so. Yeah. Uh, well, this okay. Here's a story for you. It's not really local, but I thought it, it really hits home. Uh, it's a food related story. Yes, I like food. I like food too. Yeah, this is from uh, this is actually from uh, News of Australia. Uh, a Filipino man decapitated uh, a woman for speaking English before eating her brain with rice. Mm. Yeah, uh, Lloyd uh, Bagtong, twenty one, was arrested on Thursday after a tip about the grisly murder. He admitted stalking the woman near a cemetery before beating her to death with an iron rod when she tried to plead with him in English. He then hacked her head off with a machete before stuffing it in a bag and taking it home for dinner. Mm. Yeah, uh, her headless body was found topless with her uh, hands tied. Uh, Bang Tong, uh, who was allegedly drunk during the attack, told cops he cooked a plate of rice before mixing in the woman's brains and eating them. Uh, police Captain Mary Beth Ramagaga uh, said Bang Tong was irritated by being spoken to in English. You're nailing these names. That's right. He was arrested at home un- after a tip-off from neighbors who claims he has a history of mental illness. Hmm. The woman's the woman's skull was found buried in a hole near his house. That's disgusting. That's right. So uh, good news there. Yeah. Yeah. God. Oh, yeah, here's a here's another story. It's uh, kind of makes sense. Actually, this is from 740 KTRH. Uh, Kentucky judge is facing nine charges of misconduct after an investigation reveals she treated the courthouse like her own personal swingers club. <laughs> Officials say that the issues begin when. Kenton County Family Court Judge Don Gentry decided to hire Stephen Penrose, a former pastor who plays guitar in her band. During her tenure as a judge, Gentry reportedly allowed staffers to drink and store alcohol in the courthouse. On at least one occasion, she had a threesome with Penrose and her secretary, Laura Aubrey. That's hot. During working hours. She also tried to pressure one of her co-workers, Catherine Schultz, into having a threesome with her and Penrose. Gentry flirted with her with uh, with Schultz on Snapchat and asked her to asked her to seduce her husband and convince him to come to the courthouse to have sex. Uh, officials also accused Gentry of abusing her position by forcing staffers to support her re-election campaign. Wow, of all the things. <laughs> that is... Uh, According to the complaints, she fired employees who refused to donate to her com- campaign and replaced them with people who supported her campaign. Gentry has denied the charges against her and is scheduled to face disciplinary hearing with the Kentucky Judicial Court Commission. Wow. Dude, I would totally go hang out and party there. That sounds like an amazing time. Yeah. Fucking sex-fueled, alcohol-fueled sex parties. I'm listening. I know. Well, hey, uh, so to uh, point, I I mentioned that we did have a a story of sex trafficking um, in uh, the Bra- uh, Bayou section. The Brower section. <clears throat> That's right. Yeah. Uh, well, this was uh, this is from KHOU. Two Houston area teens kidnapped in sex trafficking attempt, deputy say. Oh, shit. Uh, Tevin McClendon allegedly kidnapped an 18, the 18-year-old at gunpoint, then took her to a motel and sexually assaulted her. Uh, Jacinto County, Texas. An 18-year-old girl was back home after she was allegedly kidnapped, sexually assaulted, and threatened to be trafficked for sex, the Jacinto County Sheriff's Office said. According to deputies, they received a call for service on December 7th, concerning a teenage girl being held against her will in the Houston area. Investigators tracked down leads and tips that led them to North Houston. The suspect uh, victim and another 16-year-old girl were found in the, uh, Walters Road. The suspect, who had been who had now been identified as 27-year-old Tevin McClendon, attempted to run away but was later arrested. McClendon allegedly kidnapped the 18-year-old at gunpoint, then took her to a motel. Uh, sexually assaulted deputies said McClendon also told the girl he had intentions of taking her to Louisiana to be sold into sex trafficking. Further investigation revealed McClendon kidnapped both girls from the Houston area, deputies said. The 18-year-old victim was taken to the hospital for evaluation and then released to her mother. McClendon has a criminal history that includes an outstanding felony warrant for aggravated assault and a parole violation warrant for evading arrest. Charges against McClendon for human trafficking kidnapping uh, Kidnapping and sexual assault are pending further investigation. Wow. 
That is that is the real shit that does happen. So that is a real example of potential sex trafficking. The abduction piece, though, like I said earlier, it it does happen, but you know it doesn't happen at the scale that the media wants you to believe. And um, Broward just proved that. That's right. Did you hear the story about the dad that left his son on the side of the road because he thought he was gay? No. Yeah. Are you going to tell me about it? This is in Florida. A Florida man was arrested after leaving his son on the side of the road because he thought his son was gay. Evan old Jamulius, 30, dropped his boy Jamulius? <laughs> Jamulius. God, you fucking suck at these names. Uh, oh, yeah? How do you spell it? Let me see it. How do you say that? Let me see. Yeah, Jamulius. <laughs> Jamulius. <laughs> That's right. Uh, dropped Dad's the boy off in front of a uh, closed Haynes County City Police Department on Sunday with just a duffel bag filled with clothes. The boy was given no water, food, or money. When police found the boy, he was upset and crying, according to Bay 9 News. The boy said his father thought he was gay because he was caught watching male pornography on his cell phone. Jamulius allegedly told the boy to pack a bag because he was taking him to the police where they would find him a new home. The man forced his son to get out of the car while it was sitting on a major road and didn't give him a phone to contact anyone. A witness saw the boy left alone and called police. Man, that's oh, just fucking heartbreaking. That's horrible, man. Yeah, I mean, this is the worst. Ugh. The unidentified boy's mother went out to look for her son when she learned that Jamulius had left him alone. Before police arrived at Jamulius' home, he fled, leaving two other children without supervision. Jamulius was charged with multiple counts of negligent child abuse. My God. I'm, which, what's worse, having no dad or a dad that's going to do that? I don't feel good about that. I do not either. I was in a really good mood when we started. I'm not in a great mood right now. Yeah. Sure, pull up the Turkey Leg Hut article. Oh, yeah. Did you ever get back to it? Yeah, here we go. So, Part, this is a group this, of this, residents have agreed to suspend litigation against popular Turkey Leg Hut, Third, wor- wor- third World, Third Ward <laughs> uh, uh, eating establishment. Uh, the neighbor's attorney, Chris Feldman of Feldman and Feldman PC, said his clients have agreed to give Turkey Hut owners a final chance to immediately address the public health nuisance, public health nuisance and regulatory issues that had led them to file a temporary restraining order against the restaurant in mid-November. The temporary restraining order prohibits. Turkey Leg Hut from smoking meat during certain hours of the day. The restaurant can't prepare food or smoke meat from 8 p.m. to 6 a.m. We agreed to temporarily suspend or non-suit without prejudice of litigation to give the Turkey Leg Hut owners one last chance to get into compliance with law and finally become good neighbors. Feldman, to be fair, they shouldn't have had to do this. Yeah. The fucking city should have done well, this. You, but you know why they dropped the lawsuit, right? Because their fucking names got out there. Yeah. They, yeah, exactly. Their names uh, got out there. They were like super embarrassed. They're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Dude, they're dragging all those people through the mud. It's bullshit. Feldman said in a release sent, uh, sent out Monday morning, throughout 2019, neighbors have endured noxious stream of smoke from the restaurant. Uh, contrary to the manufactured uh, anti-gentrification campaign of Turkey Lake Hut activists, this legal dispute uh, emanated purely from the public health uh, nuisance and regulatory issues caused by the operation of the restaurant, which only moved to the area in mid-2018. The judge had lifted the temporary restraining order of the Turkey Lake Hut uh, to operate throughout the busy Thanksgiving week. Uh, the restaurant stated the order led to a 30% reduction in the amount of turkey legs they can cook throughout the day since each is smoked for about 14 hours a day. The restaurant's lawyers and the restaurant has been forced to close early on days it runs out of food because of the order. If you're, you're smoking a turkey leg for 14 hours, that is a fucking dry turkey leg, dude. Yeah. There's no way you maintain that moisture. There's no way. Yeah. Fight me. Debate me on that. Well, no. I mean, it, it takes a, it does take a long time, I guess. But anyway, <laughs> fuck them. It's turkey legs. I mean, what, what, what are you doing? You're not, you're not reinventing the fucking wheel over there. No, I like it. I, I, thought, I thought you liked them, though. No, it looks great. It's a great idea. Great deal. Move the fuck on. Don't, don't ruin it for everybody else. And then start claiming all this horse shit like... Uh, gentrification. You, you guys were the last of the party. I mean, at some point, you know, you got to move the fuck on. Okay, so and let I'm, me tell you something else. Well, they would have never gone back into that neighborhood had whoever came in there and gentrified in the first place hadn't cleaned the fucking place up. Let's get real. Okay, so I'm confused because you were always on the side of the turkey leg, and now you are not. No, I am. I am. But let's not pretend for one second that 
that they're not, they're not some they're not culpable in this. I mean, they they're could you fucking imagine living next to that? What if the it's the city's fault for a for the lack of zoning laws. B, it, uh, they're not forcing them into compliance. I mean, this is, I'm sure they got tons of health code violations over there. What the yeah, fuck's oh, going yeah. on over yeah. there? I worked at a restaurant. We got shut, I, mean, I never was never shut down, but we had a threat of being shut down all the time by the health inspector. You know, and if you're not in compliance, you can't open. How do you, uh, how do you operate? You know, it's ridiculous. You're very invested into this story. I'm not, but I mean, don't, these people aren't evil for wanting to not have a bunch of fucking crowds standing in front of their houses all day long or smoky fucking uh, food smell in their house all day long. I mean, all they're asking for is the eight to six because that's that's the best thing they can do. You you did a complete about face. No, I can see it from both sides. It's nuanced for sure. Nuanced, okay. Yeah. No, I, I, I see it from both sides too. Yeah. I mean, I just, I fucking, I couldn't imagine... A thousand people in my street, fucking partying all the time. Like on a Sunday, like I just want to chill. Leaving your leaving their garbage in your yard. Yeah, I, I mean, just want to. What yeah. about hey, you you want to go let your kids play outside? Fuck that. Yeah, no way. Mm. So uh, anyway, all right. Well, uh, what are you doing this weekend, there, Ralph? I don't know. I'm going to Parish Brewing. So uh, I'm taking. I'm I'm t- making the pilgrimage. What what I'm, what what made you decide to do this? Uh, I'm going to be in Louisiana, number one. Number yeah. two, I fucking love Ghost of the Machine. Yeah, that's pretty good. And even On V is fucking great, too. On V is good, too. So I want to go meet the men that made it and tell them how much I love them. You can do that. That's right. So, all right, well, uh, hopefully uh, James uh, never comes back, or maybe he comes back next week. Who knows? Mystery, the mystery remains. You're not a fan. Oh, I'm a big fan. Okay. All right. All right, everybody. Let me go ahead and cue the music. That's right. Thank you, everybody. Uh, don't forget to like us on uh, Facebook and uh, anywhere else you can find us. Mustard. Mustard's coming up at Christmas party.